Welcome! I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. And our first guest today is a friend of the show. That sounds so like late night show-ish. That's like true, when you though. Say, doesn't it sound like you're a friend of the show? Yes, I you like that. You help the show. Um, originally from Picto, 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 Nova Scotia. Picto, that's right. Um, nobody cares anyway. Uh, you established himself you right. as yourself, uh, one of the most passionate comedians in the country. Hmm. You're always kind of pushing the envelope a little bit because no comic does Skilled that Skilled lover, ever. we'll say. Skilled lover. Yeah. <laughs> um, Canadian Comedy Award breakout artist in 2008. Nominee for Best Stand-Up in 2013. A lot of festivals, Halifax Comedy Festival, North by Northeast, and Just for Laughs. And a lot of corporate events. You seem to be doing a lot of that. More and more as the older I get, yeah. They start to come on later in life as a comedian. So, Well, we're going to talk about that because as mm-hmm. we've talked about in the past, you and I, it is different than comedy clubs. Um, so, But you've performed with people, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Howie Mandel, Dana Carvey, Russell Peters, Jim Gaffigan, Sandra Carusi. It's like, <laughs> like I don't know. That's, like, that's the best name drop I've ever Is that the best, heard, yeah. like just right in there? Mm-hmm. That last corporate gig you did, oh yeah, and his name is Peter Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, well yeah. done, Vince. Can I be anonymous there. the entire interview? <laughs> Who is this guy? We're going to play Guess the Comedian. Right. Um, so this last gig in October, and I want to talk about it off the top because it sounded so fabulous. Great corporate gig. You don't have to name the company if you don't want to. Sure. But part of it is that you had to coach a CEO on yeah, comedy? It, it's actually an annual event, and it is one of a kind. It's uh, It's sort of a fusion between the business community and the comedy world. And because there's a gentleman by the name of David Wait, Goodman. what does that mean, a fusion between the business community and the comedy world? Well, I'll, I'll try to explain. Because D- like... David Goodman is this this a Toronto-based businessman who's hugely successful, but his passion is stand-up comedy. Oh, cool. He always wanted to be a comedian. So he, like, you can catch him at rooms or, around town or at clubs oh. or whatever. And he, what, he knows all these business leaders. And, of course, business people are really good at raising money. Mm-hmm. So then David created this... Uh, event called Humor Me, where we we take business leaders, usually CEOs of major banks or institutions or financial organizations or whatnot, and we train them to do five minutes of stand up in a wow. contest against one another, and then it's headlined usually by like a huge. This year it was Jerry Seinfeld, and it's oh this goodness. giant event at the Elgin Theater. It sells out, and it's a, a huge fundraiser. And this year we raised one point eight million. Yay! Yeah, for can anyone go to this for Sunnybrook? Or... Uh, it, no, it, it, it's technically private, but yeah. you can sponsor a CEO, which okay. then gets you a seat. Oh, great! Uh, so it's it, it is pretty much a private event, but uh, I mean, it generally can be open to the public. But it's just a huge event, and I've been doing it. This is my fifth year doing it, and it's uh, it's amazing. And Jerry was there, and it was great. Yeah. And I remember beforehand, I said to you, so what are you going to say to him? And you were trying to figure out, like, wh- what does one say? Like, hey. Well, you don't get a lot of FaceTime with Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. so it, you, we, we did a quick meet and greet, and then you're brought into a room, and, he, you know, here's my comedic idol that I grew up watching, and he's there, and it's all very surreal. But I actually went to the uh, uh, Canada Post, and bought him a, a coin with Superman on it that the Royal <laughs> Canadian Mint put at this limited edition Superman coin. How so, sweet. So I grabbed him that and I, I flicked it to him and I said, this is, I said, I owe you this for 
all the years of inspiration you've given me. And, and he goes, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and he puts it in his inside pocket. <laughs> I'm sure it ended up in the wastebasket by the end of the night. But what, what a Canadian coin for, you know. But uh, I knew he loved Superman, but he seemed to like it. But I'm like, I'm sure I could have given him anything. And it would have been the exact yeah. same reaction. You know, yeah. what you you know here's a pair of sneakers. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, but it was really cool. And he, of course, killed and got a standing ovation. And it was oh, yeah. real, all really inspiring stuff. So. so how do you teach a CEO or how do you teach anyone? And we're going to... We could talk with the panel about this after but yeah what how do you how did you go about what were the steps in teaching someone uh it, it starts almost uh, the way i described it is it's if i'm doing a magazine article on the individual so this year i had to train two people one was victor dodig who's the ceo of cibc wow and the other the other uh gentleman was michael wilson who was our former federal finance minister under oh brian Mulroney, and he's now the chairman of barclays financial group oh my so goodness. basically the first meeting is kind of intense it's they're thinking, who the hell are you? And yeah. I'm thinking, this is this huge businessman. But then we just sort of have a drink, and and basically I interview them about their life, how, how they grew up, their background, oh, their good, family. Good. Yeah. Then, then I start mining for jokes. You know, tell me something funny that happened to you once, and I'll, I'll go, that wow. could be funny. And then you mm-hmm. just slowly build it, just like any, yeah. anyone else would build And you're writing for them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But, but if they don't have, like, funny in them, how does Everyone that has work? funny in of them somewhere. No, so nice. You've got to mine it out. you, you got to dig it out. I think so. Oh, I don't know. I know. Every, few, yeah, but have you ever met someone that's like, I have a terrible sense of humor. Yes. Everyone thinks that they have funny in them or know what's funny. So, so I think uh, I think that one thing that's cool about that job is I get to take someone that hasn't traditionally had to had to be funny and try to find the funny in them and make them funny. So, yeah, and it's all for charity. That's so. tough. No, that's that sounds an awesome gig. We're going to hear more about that and more from Peter Anthony here on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. All right. Welcome back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm Sandra Carusi with our feature comic today, Peter Anthony. Hello, Peter. Hey. We were Sandra. talking about your corporate gigs. Mm. And teaching comedy, and everybody's got funny in them. Yeah. And even CEOs, obviously. Right. I mean, they're presenters. They know how to speak. So that had that was going You're not working them. from scratch. Because right. you, you've got someone that, that is used to public speaking or, you know, has a command of their own confidence and stuff. So right. it's, it, you're at least not starting from scratch. They're not scared to be in front of people. But, I mean, everyone, I think, is scared to do comedy <laughs> at some point, right? It's still scary to do comedy. Boys, think, are you still? I think it's got to be easy for them because they're CEOs and everybody in the audience pretty much works for them. I was just going to say, <laughs> what are they going to do, not you laugh? Know, like, Casey this is, this Corbin. Is, this is 1% comedy, the comedy of the 1%. Like, yeah, what yeah. are the jokes like? Like, I ran out of hundreds to wipe my butt with today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, when I, when I go on stage, too, the first thing I say is, hello, rich white people. Like, that's <laughs> my... And it's true, though, because it's true that, like, a lot of the sponsors are within the company. So I'm like, no one's going to throw raw vegetables at you. They they yeah. they technically work but for did, you. Yeah. So, did, like, they, you're right. did they genuinely do well? Like, for... They did. Your, no. They, like, what it, are you going to say now? But it's the most supportive no? crowd ever. Yeah, and everyone's right. in a good mood, and it's for right. charity. So, but, but only over the five years I've done it, I've only seen two bombs. Two bombs. Okay. One was uh, Weckerly, Michael Weckerly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know Weckerly. Uh, I went to his party. Oh, up he there. crapped the bed. Oh, no. Spilled a beer on stage. Oh, it was just, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a nightmare. Oh. But I loved it. I thought it was like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Who is yeah. this guy? And then like the next year, he's on Dragon's Den. I'm like, of course. He's perfect. You know? <laughs> so let's talk about, um, you and I have talked about this before, um, about the bug of comedy. You mm-hmm. kind of have the bug. You kind of wish you didn't because that means you have to do it. And then we were talking about, we were having this profound conversation about the pull and how when something... Uh, and Being you, pulled. 
being it's very pulled nice. In. Yeah, very enjoyable. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you're being pulled into something, actually, not as a woman, that would like hurt. a craft. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little awkward. Um, the cra- this bug, this calling, it pulls you in, and if you don't do it, what happens? And talk a little bit about that. I think. Uh, well, I, I think the the context of what I was talking about when that came up was, I think, uh, like I hit a crossroads early in my twenties which was, am I going to go down this path or am I going to go down this path? And because I went to school, you know, and did a business degree and was in graduate studies, but I just could feel that it wasn't correct. I, I can't explain just a just a general, uh, just not malaise, but just a just a, a general feeling of wanting something different. Mm-hmm. So then, and I, and I knew, I knew what it was, but I didn't necessarily know how to go about doing it. Because one thing about stand-up, and these guys will tell you too, there's no like... You do this, you do this, and then you do this, mm-hmm. and then you're a comedian. It's not like that. It's very haphazard. You don't really understand what it is you're doing, and then all of a sudden you're doing it. And it's, uh, but, but you, I just went towards that direction because I felt that I was being pulled mm-hmm. in that direction. Yeah, you have and to I do allowed it. myself to be pulled in that direction. Right. So I didn't want to fight with myself anymore. And everything just sort of, I just sort of, uh, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, had faith that things would work out mm-hmm. if I went along that path. So I, I, that's what happened. And I, you know, like I said, you, you don't, you don't necessarily uh, know what you're doing, but all of a sudden you're doing it. It's a very strange thing to do, right? Like, like no one says this is how you do uh, become a stand-up, a professional comedian, but all of a sudden you're just on that road and right. you're, you're, you're on it and you right. just start doing it. So, yeah. Well, I, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. For the people who probably have had that in in some other career, there is it is sensical in some sense. I know I identify with it because I started comedy twenty years plus, and I walked away from it, and then I felt the pull to get back into it. I, right. I needed to do it, like like it or not. It's like a weird yep. kind of sensation, and I think that's the case with a lot of the arts in general. Mm-hmm. Like I spoke to um, uh, Kim Mitchell and. Um, and Mike, they're from Max Webster, and I asked them about it, and they said, absolutely, I can't imagine not having my guitar and what what life would be like if they walked away from music temporarily. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. And I think this as a craft is the same thing. Yeah, and, and I, it, it's, it's, it's too funny, too, because I talk, every comedian I talk to that does it, they never talk about retirement. They never talk about, oh, when I'm done doing this or when, yeah, it's when not I'm working. this age. You don't feel like You don't stop. Like, yeah. and, and for sure, I mean, if you lose your voice or can't physically do it, that's different. Mm-hmm. But but I've never had one of my friends go, I, I, I'm sick of this and I can't wait to retire. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do. What it, a it, great point. Yeah. That's such a great point about the retirement. I'm going to shift gears a little bit because you and I talked about this briefly too. Um, an old article from 2007 will be perfect because we'll go into break and bring back the panel on this. On Why Women Aren't Funny by Christopher Hitchens. Oh because then a more recent article, oh yeah, walk into that fire. <laughs> well, yeah, because a more recent article was in The Atlantic with, I don't know how many people actually read that, but we talked about it with the audience last week because Steph Tola was here and she's on Tinder and as soon as guys find out she's, uh, why is this funny? I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed unrelated for some reason. It's, like, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's like the new way of outing somebody. She's on she's Tinder. She's on Tinder. You may recognize her from Tinder. <laughs> That's Matt O'Brien. We'll be talking to you, Mr. Matt O'Brien. She's on Just for Laughs. She's done Tinder. She's, she's here for you tonight. Like, I think Tinder is right. Oh, yeah. No, she you said it Tinder, herself. you're not supposed to let people know you're on Tinder? No, it's got to be secret. Okay. Just... She said herself in the context to which we were speaking, because as soon as guys find out she was a comic, they kind of like bail out of there. 
And then one of our guests last week, Julia Ladkowitz, mm-hmm. has a boyfriend who's a comedian who I didn't know when she was talking, happens to be Matt O'Brien, who's uh, here today, uh, yeah, that's and true. how he's okay with it. So, Peter, you were who's talking about... Who's also on Tinder. He's oh, also on Tinder, too. Don't, don't, don't tell Julia. <laughs> so, um, this Christopher Hitchens article, you had said to me off mic last week, you said, well, you know, it was mistaken because he wasn't really saying women aren't funny. Mm-hmm. Except for the part where he says there's less funny women than there is less funny men. Well, I think it was misconstrued because his whole point, at least what I took from it, was that women don't have to be funny. Because men have to be funny to attract women. But women don't have to be funny because men are already attracted to you. (laughs) No, but then they are unattractive when they find out you're funny because you're funnier than them. Oh, oh. Oh, But does he say that or are you saying that? No, the next article that was on The Atlantic that we talked about with the crew last week talked about that. Says that a sense of humor would make someone less attractive. Yeah, they took no, two women. No, it's the opposite. They took two women equal of appearance, attractiveness, and the funnier one had less guys attracted to her. I find in that study. I find that strange. Less weak men attracted yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Bingo right yeah. the roof out there. That's perfect. We're going to go to <laughs> yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to come back. You hack. With, we're going to come back with Peter Anthony, Casey Corbin, Matt O'Brien on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640 with Peter Anthony. And we're going to welcome our lovely, esteemed panel. Matt O'Brien, Toronto-based comedian, featured on MTV, CTV, Fuse TV, Much Music, and the Comedy Network. Um, Recently performed taping at Just for Laughs Montreal. I guess this is... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're one of the 42 performers at JFL 42 here in Toronto. Uh Uh-huh. Very nice. Crushing it. Crushing it. um, That's the next line, right? Crushing it. Crushing it. (laughs) I wrote that myself. (laughs) Best stand-up. Look at you. LA Comedy Festival, Sirius XM's radio, Next Top Comic. Oh, my gosh. It just keeps going and going. Winner, best stand-up at LA Comedy Festival. Winner, XM Radio Canada's Next Top Comic and nominated Coca Comedian of the Year. Is that right? Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Those are all. Matt O'Brien. That's me. Hi. Oh, my goodness. And Casey Corbin. Well, this is going to be uneventful. (laughs) (laughs) Should I have done you first? I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, But you're not a newcomer. You've been around. You've done a lot of work here. 2001 nominated for funniest newcomer. I have an hour comedy comedy special. Does anybody else have an hour comedy special? Well, there you go. Right? Well, that's where. Where is that? Comedy Network. Comedy Network. Right. Very impressive. I do too. You have the hour? No, no, I don't have an hour. No, oh, you got an hour? Yes, I have an hour. Pete, did you get an hour? It keeps no. going. Uh, no, I did Peter open for me. Casey had the honor of performing 2007, 25th anniversary of Just for Laughs in Montreal. You've been around. Never mind. No, I do. I you do. do You've done all right. Let's go to this, what we were talking about with Peter, about women and funny. And Casey, you made a really good point uh, just before we came back on Mike uh, about women are judged when they go on stage. Yeah, they definitely are. They're not only judged by men, but they're judged. I find the women are... women are not necessarily nice to women mm-hmm. uh, and yes. women will judge like okay let's see a couple's there on a date mm-hmm. and the girl comes on stage the guy laughs at her the girl will immediately judge everything she's wearing mm-hmm. judge how she looks yep. what makes she think she's so good to get up there and I'm better than That's me right. and then she's looking at her boyfriend laughing at her you think she's funny yes. you, you don't laugh at me oh yeah like he women pays are for like it. that oh, yeah. and, and so half the judge I mean half the audience if they're women kind of are already judging her before the first joke yes. and then the men are like well women aren't funny Yes. You know, yeah. so guys don't oh. have to deal with that. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And the fact is that women overcome it shows that they're funny. 
if they're on that stage and they're getting paid, then they deserve to be there. Yeah. So. so Matt O'Brien is someone um, I love very much. Oh, thank you. Because he is dating a comedian, Julia Ladkowitz. Absolutely, Silent H. That is another sil- one reason to love last him. week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the first thing uh, Matt said, we were off mic when we just went on into break, he said, because they're not strong men. Mm. Right, weak, weak men are Deep. intimidated by funny women. Damn right, you're bro. damn right. Let's and uh, I love each and every one of them. Why don't they love me? I would say that's absolutely true. Yeah, of course it's true. If you're a weak man right. and you're, you're like, oh, uh, why are you funny? I'm supposed yeah, to be right. Like, it's just the, men just have to like. There's no like. What am I trying to say here? There's just <laughs> equality, man. Like, come on. Like, why? Why are you intimidated by a funny, attractive, like, or, or like confident? Well, I just woman? find it, it weird that sense. if you had the choice. To be with someone that's funny, or to be with someone that's not funny, who would pick the not funny? Because well, it's a man, it's an old school man way of thinking where they're like, "I want to be in control." It's insane. Yeah. That's like, yeah. completely insane. It's well, insane. It is insane. It's very healthy that you think that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get competitive with your girlfriend on who's funnier? Yeah. Good Ooh. question. Ah, good question. Wait, at Casey any point Corbin. in your relationship, wow. do you look that's at yourself heavy. like, "Oh my God, I'm the Tom Arnold." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I ever do, I will slowly walk into the ocean. That would be terrible. What a! Oh, I always course. want to be the Roseanne. I, Everybody <laughs> does. Oh, that's beautiful. When me and Julia started dating, I said, "I'm the Roseanne," or we can both be the Roseanne. <laughs> right. Let's both be Roseanne. No, but that's a good question. To go Please, Matt. Seriously, that's a great question. Do you ever feel like, oh, "Wow, she had a really good set"? Oh my god, is she funnier than me? Yeah, but it's never like I'm never like ugh, like bitter about it. I'm like I'm like I'm genuinely. As as well as because we're dating, I'm like pr- I'm like oh good for her like that's good like genuinely she had a great set if yes. I had a bad set that night and she had a good set I'm like well like, that's good that's because yes. it's we're not the same person we're not the same type of comic right. I can't be like she wasn't doing my if she was doing my jokes up there in my exact voice and got a better response I might be like. What the hell? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Well, that would be any profession. I think with a couple, if they're both like, you know, financial people on Bay Street and they're competitive in that way, or they're both salespeople. I know that in radio that happens too. Um, so that's fair to say that, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but Peter, you don't date comics. Uh, no, I never said that. I, I, I <laughs> have. He only now. sleeps with them. <laughs> no, oh. no, 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 no. No, I, no. No, no. I, no I, I have. No, Just I, me? No. <laughs> It was one time. It was a road gig. Uh, <laughs> no, but but I, no, I I just find like, I, and I'm not saying that I, I wouldn't. I, I'm just saying, wow, you really put me on the spot. I know uh, that's the point. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I just I just find that when I have, it hasn't worked. It hasn't. I haven't had success in that arena. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's impossible. No, it's I'm only not- because Peter doesn't like people that are funny, girls that are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Point to the doll where this funny girl yeah. touched you. But I, no, I, 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 I don't want to pick a career. I can't say I'm only going to date a woman. That's a blank or a whatever. It's just- well, that's well, me and Julia said we'd never date another comedian. That's right. when I mean we, we, we would hang oh, out wow. before we were dating, and we're like, because I thought that was a rule when I started doing comedy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, you don't date another comedian. But then we're like, oh, but this works so well. Because all my relationships have ended because of comedy. Because I'm I'm out every single night. Because after our Valentine's Day dinner, I had to go do an open mic. Like yes. every relationship I've had has ended, and then this is the only one that's worked. And the that's longest. never going to happen now because she completely understands. She completely yeah. understands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Casey, so, that makes a lot of sense. Have you dated comedians? And no, would you? no. But I I lived with one for three years. That was uh, close enough. Yeah. Yes. So um, and another one for ten years. So that's close enough too. But um, no, I don't date comedians. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's not that I'm not opposed to it. It's just that like, if like, if anything would make sense for me to date a comedian, because I think that does make sense. Because most people that do date, 
Like a lot of people date within their work structure. Mm-hmm. You go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. everybody's banging everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? You look at the Vince, you look, Vinny Boombots over here. You know, you look at uh, <laughs> you know exactly like you look at professional wrestling, like the WWE. Everybody's dating in there. Yeah, wrestlers that's a, are dating that's everybody. That's a good it's industry to men. compare. Especially to. when you're, it's mostly men. There's a divas <laughs> category. All the divas. Uh, all the divas are dating oh my wrestlers. Gosh. Really? Okay, listen, yes. guys, we're gonna talk about this. this is a perfect segue into our next topic. How bad are flirting are you? There was an article on that on BuzzFeed. Uh, we're going to talk about that after the break with our panel on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. We've got Peter Anthony, Casey Corbin, and Matt O'Brien. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Us. Hello. Okay. I'm still here. Let's do this. Let's we were talking this. about <laughs> dating comedians and comedians. Matt O'Brien, of course, dating the beautiful Julia Ladkowitz. Yeah. Uh, Casey, not so much. No. No. Not, not no. dating Julia. And Peter's open not to dating it. Julia. Peter's open Peter's to open it. to it. Okay, so uh, there's an article <laughs> in BuzzFeed, How Bad at Flirting Are You? Like, these quizzes are getting out of control. Everything's yeah. a quiz now. Is being polite being mistaken for flirting because it's so rare? Is everything oh. changing now? That's that's the question I have So, like, for if you. you hold a door open for somebody, they're like, does he want to... Oh he loves me. Yeah. Amy Schumer does this great joke. She, she, um, she saw Bradley Cooper, and he was talking to her and continued to talk to her. Remember, we saw her at the Oddball Festival. She did this. And... Um, she said, and I walked away from her. I'm like, oh my God, am I going out with Bradley Cooper? <laughs> oh my God. It was brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. It was wow. that same idea. Like, we don't know how to take things anymore on this BuzzFeed thing. What do you guys make of it? Um, For me. Casey? Yeah, she uh, pointed right at you. Well, she What's did it? point at me. The so. big flirter, the yeah, group. You're a flirter. I, I, I real like flirter. I can I like, tell. Well, here's the thing. It's like, uh, I don't date a lot of girls my age when I do date. Uh, for some reason, like if that I'm on Tinder, so creepy, kind of just like <gasps> when you did that. Well, I'm 42 years though. old, but when I'm on Tinder, I swipe on pretty much everything, <laughs> and uh, and so I'll match up with 24 year olds. So then I have like, what kind of pickup line do you use on a 24 year old if I you're know. 42? So I like to take classic pickup lines and update them to what they know. Like I like to say something like. Um, <laughs> If I could rearrange the alphabet, I would put you and I together, followed by DTF. So that was <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What does DTF stand for? Say it online. That's what the on, kids on the, say. Um, Down thing. to flirt. Whoa. Down to flirt. Is that what That's that right. means? No, no, no. I just no, laughed. No. I don't know. According that to the Sunday that. night broadcast, yes, flirt is correct. Yeah, it's flirt people. Down to oh, fornicate. Down to, oh, I get fornicate. it. Yeah. Yeah. To fornicate. Down to fornicate. I'm so old. I'm so 46. I want to say this. I want to say this, though. I don't I don't sometimes appreciate. So 50% of the world is female and 50% is male. So just because a male, a man is talking to a woman doesn't necessarily mean he's trying to flirt or trying to pick her up or whatever. Mm. So sometimes, say if I'm somewhere and I just, I'm at a bar or I'm somewhere or whatever, and I just go, hi, how you doing? doesn't mean I want to sleep with you, but there's this mm-hmm. weird assumption that that's what's yes. happening. Mm. So the but, girl gets very defensive. And yeah. then I'm like, I just want to be a human. Yeah, I'm can't just we a just human man. People? Well, you're East <laughs> Coast, a, too. You know that I mean? comes with being a coaster. But it's I weird think. to me. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you're politeness. right. In the East yeah. Coast, like we just we talk, like yeah. shoot the crap and, and whatever. And, it, and and then they don't, like you don't have to, I have a boyfriend. Like I just I just asked like you yeah, yeah. were the closest 7-Eleven Well, I guess a BJ's out of the question. Yeah, right? Well, does that mean that the new flirting is being a dink? 
Like you have to be kind of a, a, a... dual income, no kids. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a dink. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird too. Like sometimes you see a girl with a nice shirt. I saw this girl this summer had a shirt that said "I love BJ's," and I said "Me too," and she told me to f off. Are you serious? <gasps> yeah, and I was just commenting on her shirt. I love BJ's, and you just said, "Hey, me too." Me too. Well, yeah. She's uh, like, no. Then why'd she wear the shirt? If exactly. you didn't want that yes, reaction. Yes, I was just going to say, you know? what is she thinking? I don't know. Yeah. Blue Jays? No, what was she thinking when she put the exact same shirt on her daughter? That's what I wanted <laughs> oh, to know. Because <laughs> I was thinking mother-daughter porn. Okay, no, all right. No, that's too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> it's an odd fetish, i got to say. Okay, let's it's go to there. the new internet craze of the condom challenge. So there was the ice bucket challenge, and now apparently... In Japan, they're filling condoms full of water and dropping them on people's head. Of course, they don't break. They just kind of sit on mm. people's head. And it's to draw attention to promote safe sex. Is it? Well, I don't I think know. That, it just looks funny. I think that just, needs to be, safe sex needs to be promoted again because people kind of forget about safe sex because people, you know, the emphasis isn't really on HIV anymore. Mm-hmm. But thanks to Charlie Sheen. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, so, this week was AIDS awareness week. Did it? Yeah. So intro, maybe yep. it's a good idea to. Pro- I think it's a good idea to promote safe sex. But a condom challenge can be anything. For me, it's just using it before the expiry date. <laughs> That's a challenge. For That's Peter, challenge. it's convincing girls not to use them at all. <laughs> oh, you know? Wow. The bad boy of the group, Peter no, Anthony. No. I'm I'm into I'm into dental dams. You, you, I, everything I don't dental care. Dams. <laughs> I'll double bag. What do I care? Double bag. Latex, yeah, lambskin. I'll yeah. take it all. I love every oh, brand. How is that? Pro- how is that promoting safe sex? If you because you drop it on your head and then do it's they, just ridiculous. And That's then you the say, point. but put it on your wiener. Isn't after. that one? It's and an also, act every of time you do that, that's one less condom in the world. Exactly. Isn't so that promoting not safe sex? Because yeah. yes. you're wasting that all the not precious condoms and you can't recycle it. Like it's not even environmentally correct yeah. it's just another fact uh, apparently it's not working out well let's put it that way well, I don't think so either. it looks like people are going to suffocate with all that rubber on their face <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. don't you use have no idea <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to know about oh speaking of there could be a lot of this going on office Christmas parties are coming up yeah anything could happen we're going to talk about that mm. because ours is coming up here at Chorus Peter Yes, it is. Ours is a full three hours. It's like a matinee. They make sure no nastiness occurs like one till four in the afternoon. We're going to talk about that after the break on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. And we're back. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes here on your Monday, where Sunday becomes Monday. People get ready for their work week. And of course, it's the tis the season of office parties. And you comedians, Peter Anthony, Casey Corbin, Matt O'Brien... Have comedians Christmas party every year. Every year, Christina Walkinshaw is uh, usually the organizer. I think she's yeah. doing it again this year. Yeah, awesome! Yeah. But she gets everyone together, and you know it's all on social media, and everyone gets together once a year. It's it's pretty uh, off what the ha- hook, as the like, kids say. What a couple no hundred hooks. comedians? Are we talking a few hundred? I'd say yeah. But between yeah. between stand up sketch and improv, there's yeah, there's probably Cause that's kind of a central meeting place for all comedy in Toronto, right? Is it comedy, comedy, bar? comedy bar? Comedy bar, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say easily there's 250 to 300 people there, like, yeah, pouring out in the streets, like it's insane. Yeah, what <laughs> is that like? To that many comedians, like it's just a roar of laughter and drugs. Yeah, and... but it's like I don't even know. Like I'm not. It's just you get drunk. Like you just. You're, you're not like telling jokes to each other. You're just yes. like, let's see how drunk and high yeah. we can get. <laughs> it's a bit Maybe of, I can get more drunk and high than you. It's a bit of a That's gong like show office. and everyone's sort of stumbling into everyone. Yeah. So there's no real one conversation happening. It's just this cluster <laughs> of 
people bumping into is, one another. Hey, it is so hey. much like an office party because you talk about the comics that are like stupid and you don't like, and then, but they might be there. So you got to make like look over the other shoulder. Like, oh, I I did a set with this person, and they're, and they're like, oh my god, they're there. Shut up and like go to yeah, another yeah, point. Yeah. Like, it's so it is so much like like you realize even comedy is like a, a work. Like it's, it's like an a industry. Job. Of like, yeah. well, Casey's not going to go. He said, yeah. This why is year. that, why Casey? Why is that? Oh, I know. I said I've never been. Oh, why? Okay. I don't rule out going. It's just a. You don't want to mix. I I just I just pre-smoke weed before I go, and then <laughs> I just don't end up going. <laughs> yeah. You want to go? But I want to go. Like... I'm getting ready, and then Shark I'm like, I'm like I'm stay I in. should take a nap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to stay up till one. So Peter, what happens? to you're talking about your friend uh, when he is. Oh yeah, no, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine. He asked me if I was going this year. And I said I think I'm going to go, and he said last year's party. He said he had a couple drinks before uh, he went to the comedy bar. And so he has a couple drinks to get a little buzz going. So he gets out of his cab, and there's all these comedians out in front on the street <laughs> getting high. So he goes, so I get high a bunch. And then he goes, then I make my way down the stairs. When I come in at the bottom of the stairs, there's a buddy of his that gives him a pot, pot cookie. So he says he eats the pot cookie. Then he goes to the bar, and he gets like three shots. Then he grabs a beer, and he's drinking the beer, and he's looking around. He goes, oh, man, this party's been crazy. i got to get out of here soon. He looks at his watch. He's only been there for 25 minutes. <laughs> That's funny. That's amazing. And that's a comedy Christmas party. That's it. Is there performances? No. 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 Oh, <laughs> what no. a nightmare. No. Yeah. Bunch of stone comedians. All other comedians. Here's all my bits. Yeah. yeah. It would be funny if we what? like hired a guy like to be Santa and put a dunk booth or something and yeah. get something crazy. Or well, got, got to... like little midgets thrown around and like dressed like elves or something. Or... They used to do jokes about the when I used to go to the Yuck Yucks Christmas parties and they used to say, uh, yeah, they hired so and so to come do the party. He took the gig. Like, what person would want the gig? I heard yeah, yeah. Yeah. like corporate, like really oh, corporate yeah. comedians. Yeah, Ouch. yeah, yeah. They'd be like, yeah. So let's hire a comedian to come in and perform for a bunch of comedians. Like, oh, that would be a good party. Who does yeah, that? That would be hilarious. But what well, comedian I, takes the gig? Yeah, right. Well, I asked because I know how supportive you guys are of each other, and that you would be okay if somebody went up there and it's like, well, we're just gonna see. Whomever you watch each other yeah. work all the time before you want, but to I don't trip. think anyone in their right mind would want to unless it was <laughs> unless it was a roast situation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Casey, by the way, is roast like, amazing at roast jokes. Well, amazing right. insult. But yeah, I think the, the Christmas roast would be nice. That's a good idea, yeah. right? A nice yeah. Christmas roast. Nice but people Christmas would be roast. too drunk to figure out what's happening. Like, True. You'd have to do it early in the night. It would have to be. Uh, yeah. at least, like within the first 25 minutes. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so who would you roast? Okay, so who would, uh, uh, would you roast? Someone everybody knows that would be fun to roast as a comic on comic situation. I think you'd probably take the... Take the person who had the best year. Yeah, you'd probably and, take like, someone that's pretty popular or hot yeah, right yeah. now or something like that. Yeah, Glenn like Foster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 take down that. Canadian so guy knows Peg. Yeah. Aren't we all that Canadian guy? <laughs> yeah. Casey, who do you like to roast? You roast. Oh, uh, I just love watching roast, but I I, I don't know. Um I don't know. I, I roast I got anybody. To, like okay, so I got to meet Jeff Ross uh, at JFL. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, right, he's the roast master. Yeah. And um they had the roast master. Uh, I don't think I forgot what they call it. The invitational. Invitational. Yeah, I saw one of them, yeah. Did you see it and Jimmy great. Carr? Yes, the he's master, amazing. He's brilliant. Yeah. master roast master. He'll like, zing you, and you won't even know it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. so smart. You you just watch him, and you're in awe. Like you can't even believe. And of course, um, just it's a just for the audience it, for who don't know comedy. It's insult comedy. It's like going back to the Don Rickles days, I guess. If we want to talk about the original, uh, it's kind of made a bit of a comeback now. Big time, right? Yeah, I roast comedy or, I, is very popular. I think originally it was a Friars Club event. The Friars Club, yeah. Well, originally even before the Friars Club. Like, 
Sinatra. I mean, uh, Dean Martin used to have his yeah, roast. Yeah, Dean Martin roast. There's a celebrity roast run forever. The Dean Martin right. roast are classic. The classics. But uh, Jeffrey Ross was the one who brought the Friars Club to the forefront. Oh, okay. And they started mm-hmm. doing them on Comedy Central. Yes. And then eventually they just dropped the Friars Club and right. they just became Comedy Central roasts. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So that's what they are now. Yeah. And Pam Anderson. And James Franco, that's who gets roasted now. I just yeah. always wonder, like, I know they did Justin Bieber, it makes sense to me. Yes. You know, I just kind of wonder how sometimes they choose. Yeah, the subjects are strange, but it's, right? it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely become an iconic type of thing. Yes. Th- this roast deal, Yeah, you know? Who would you yeah. like to roast, Casey? Who would I like to Anyone. roast? Anyone. Bill Cosby? Political? No, no. Okay, you know what's funny? Sorry, we should play that clip, because I asked, that's what I asked Jeff Ross. Yeah. He's on the red carpet at, at JFL, and I said, well, "Would you do a Bill Cosby roast?" He's of like, course, no, he abort, no. Abort, oh, he abort, wouldn't abort. Yeah, like wow. it was like, and then his handler was standing there going, "Like, yeah, don't be talking don't about this." I'm like, wow. "Well, what would you say at the Bill Cosby roast?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, not talking about this." Wow. He wouldn't yeah. even, no, because he's dead. I guess they don't want to give him any attention at all. He's That's like, good, but maybe yeah. it was at the time, like at the time, like they say, like. You know, like, uh, what is it? Comedy plus tragedy or time plus, I don't know. There's some sort of equation. <laughs> is there? Just, they tragedy. said too soon. Like maybe it was tragedy too soon to talk about Bill Cosby. I don't know. Look, at comics have been making Bill Cosby jokes forever. Like, comics, yes. most, a lot of comics knew about the Bill Cosby stuff before yes. regular people. Yeah, interesting. In 98, I worked with a guy named John Rogers from Montreal who worked on Cosby's show. And uh, I said to him, "How is what's Bill Cosby like? And he said, he sure loves Asian girls. And then oh, right boy. then I knew there was something that wasn't yeah. legit about Dirty, his yeah. his persona. Right. So and that was like in the 90s. Yeah. Well, so I can only imagine what real comics, like all, like I was an amateur comic then. Wasn't there stuff, I didn't even know if I want to say this, but Louis C.K., there was some dirty stuff. Oh, yeah, I heard that. He's a, you heard that? You know, yeah. he's apparently a dirty boy and had a situation with some female comics. I guess it, I better be careful. No, there was a, th- that thing with Louis C.K. made me laugh because apparently he pulled his genitalia out in front of some people yes. in a hotel room and yes. then Doug Stanhope came to his defense <laughs> saying, that, he, Louis C.K. didn't do that. That was me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's impossible. That was me. I love Doug Stanhope. He is the best. If you, my good listenership, have not seen Doug Stanhope, I put him on my comic RX on santacrucy.com, please, because I'm always posting Doug Stanhope stuff because he's so dark and he's just like an old school comic in a way like he it. just doesn't care yeah like you know a lot of comics don't but i just love doug stanhope are we gonna we're gonna do the speed round when we come back after break with our panel with mr uh what's your name it's peter anthony remember, yeah. remember peter anthony casey corp matt o'brien it sounds so much cooler like that and i'm sandra carusi and this is inside jokes on talk radio am 640 all right all right all right, all right. i'm sandra carusi welcome back to inside jokes <laughs> with Peter, Casey, and Matt, we're on our speed round, guys. We're on our speed round. Right. Ready? Ready. Sure. Dream gig or your bucket list gig, Peter? Dream gig is Massey Hall. Really? Oh, that was going to be my answer. Okay, really? how about you, what? Casey? Um, uh, Just uh, getting to work a weekend in a comedy club <laughs> with Norm MacDonald. That would be a dream. Oh, yeah. yeah, good one. That's we right. all thought you were just going to end at a comedy club. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weekend right. at a comedy club. Give it to me. Uh, Matt? Uh, comedy Cellar, 100% New York. 
New York Comedy Cellar. I'd love to do that. The dream gig. Absolutely. Who, who would be on that bill with you? What would you, like? What just are, me. Just you. No, no, that's doable. You could get, you um, could get no. in the cellar. I'd love. I'd love to do the Comedy Cellar and then like Seinfeld drop in or like Gilbert Godfrey and like all these like classics. Oh my gosh, Gilbert. And then they all come up to me after the show and they go, "Oh my god, that was such a good set. Can you sit at the table with us and eat and eat uh, pita dip with us?" And I'd be like, "Okay." And then we hang out all night. Then you give oh, Seinfeld that's a, a the dream. And then he goes, "I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm really gonna enjoy this coin." Like the one Pete gave me. It's Superman. Is that your comedic biggest comedic influence, Matt? Would it be Seinfeld? I would say I would actually say Jim Carrey. Hundred really? percent. I would I would watch Ace Ventura as a kid and like just an okay. inch away from the screen and then just just kiss the screen. <laughs> I always find that fascinating when I ask comics because it's it, just because it's an influence. It doesn't mean because when I watch you, you it's not. Jim Carrey esque. Yeah, he was one. You know? Him and like Robin Williams, I think I was like interesting because I remember I saw my parents laughing at them when they were yes. watching movies, and I was like, oh, my parents think they're funny. I should be funny. How mm. about you, Casey? Who's your biggest comedic influence? Um, Peter Anthony. No, yeah. I, I I would say uh, guys like Norm Macdonald, Derek Edwards, oh, yeah. and then Mitch Hedberg, Stuart Francis, because I love one liner short jokes mm-hmm. and silliness, but I love somebody that's a dumb character that writes smart material. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, Peter. Uh, my favorites were always Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and I I loved uh, Richard Pryor. But right mm-hmm. now, currently, I like Stanhope and Bill Burr. Oh yeah, and uh, Bill Louis C.K. of course. So yeah. I think I like the direction that that's going in. Mm-hmm. So interesting. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool kind of time for stand up right now. So wh- who would you want to see live or meet before you die, Peter? Oh geez, uh, that's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like an astronaut. Alive no, or dead? Comic. Oh, oh, yeah. How do you see a live astronaut? <laughs> Sorry, I'd like to live from the moon. <laughs> yeah. All right, next, Casey, you. Who would I like? Yeah, uh, we'll uh, come back to any Peter. artist live. Comic. Oh, who comic. Who would you like to see live? Oh, who would I like to see live that I haven't seen? Oh my god. Because um, we've not? seen most people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've seen yeah. so many. <laughs> we've seen everybody. Like every single comic. I've seen everyone that I want to. See. I haven't seen Bill Burr, but we've. He's coming, Rama, April. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard to think because I don't. That's okay. I won't put you on the spot. I would have said I would have said Robin Williams. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm glad yeah. I saw uh, Gilbert. I'm glad I saw Gilbert Godfrey. I actually yeah. opened for him when he came to Toronto. I had wow. to lift him on stage too because he's got bad hips. Wow. <laughs> I know he looks yeah. so frail now. I saw him at the nasty show at JFL, and he's just like, okay, let's plug. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up this edition of Inside Jokes and plug away, Peter. What gigs you got coming up, buddy? Okay, so this is kind of cool. So the reason when you asked me the dream gig and I said yes. Massey Hall, mm. and it's it's happening. So yes. that's why I said it, just because I thought it would be a funny tie-in to say I'm performing there on New Year's Eve. Yay! There you go. Who else is on that? Who else? There's is on a it? few people on it uh, right now. I think it is uh, Sean Majumder is the biggest yes. ticket on it. Wow! And there's uh, I think there's a handful of us. There's five or six of us. So oh, buy yeah. your tickets now for New Year's Eve. How about and, you? And sorry, I just wanted to also say. I'll be on the East Coast at Yuck Yucks uh, December 10th to 12th in Halifax, which oh, is one home. of my favorite clubs to play oh, in I the bet. country. Mm-hmm. You must kill. Yeah. Casey, where are you going to be playing? Where I am, uh, unfortunately, for <laughs> for the comedy fans, I'm like booked up in Christmas parties all December, so I'm not doing b- public? public places unless right. it's like a set at the corner on Queen and John <laughs> in downtown Toronto. But in uh, January, I'll be out headlining... Um, I'll be doing a, tour, a lot of tour in the new year. Uh, January, I'm Kingston Absolute Comedy in Toronto Absolute Comedy, uh, headlining those clubs. Okay, and Matt, what do you got? Oh man, also doing random corporate little things that you probably can't go to, but uh, uh, that's <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I'll be at Yuck Yucks Vaughn on New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. Ooh, Close to home. Get tickets good, for right? that. Yeah, nice and easy. Get a car, zip in, zip out. Nice and easy. But get a um, smart car. 
Uh, I'm going to get a smart car. Matt and I Absolutely. did a gig and took a smart car. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Two grown men in a smart car. How did you guys car. fit in? You're so tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. It One was... of us is on the hood. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I love it. I, I want to thank you guys for coming out to uh, Inside Jokes this week. We're going to set up our comic RX for the week. You know, winter is here and we all have car trouble. And what a better person to help us um, understand it and feel better about it. That was my hands. <laughs> Matt's hand. Uh, Brian Regan's our comic RX for the week. I want to thank producer Vinny Boombats Tedesco and our new guy, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I'm Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. I know nothing about cars. If my car breaks down, I have to make the noises my car's making for the mechanics. And you know they know you have to do that because there's always like five of them hanging around waiting for a show, you know? Just standing there, hey, here he comes. <laughs> what's the matter with your car, man? I, I don't know, you know? If you can take a look at it, come on, what's the matter with it? <laughs> Tell us. So you gotta stand there while it's going. No, I just clean up air. Harry! You're gonna have to talk to Harry. I know nothing about cars. I, uh, a friend of mine let me borrow his car recently, and he didn't bother to tell me there was a short in the horn. The thing would honk like every eight seconds for no reason. I'm, you know, just driving along. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. So I get stuck behind this guy in bumper-to-bumper traffic. How do I explain to him that I'm not trying to honk at him, you know? Just looking around. Oh, no. Give a little wave. It's okay! It's okay! But it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm out of my mind. I didn't want him to think that. So I started pretending like I was listening to some sports thing on the radio, you know. Yay, go team, go. Go, go my favorite sports team, go. Yay, they scored a goal unit. Basket. Go squadron, do good. Beat the opponents soundly in the skirmish. I was in my friend's car the other day. He's driving. He had a pair of glasses on. I said, hey, I, I didn't know you wear glasses. He goes, oh, I only need them when I drive. What the hell does that mean? Like you get out of the car, boom, I can see. It's beautiful. If you only need glasses when you drive, why not drive with a prescription windshield? Yeah, looking around. I think you should buckle your seatbelt, but I feel bad for the people in the back seat. They always seem like they're less important than people in the front. You ever watch like four people get in a car? People in the back just sitting there. You know, people in the front are like buckling up like they're going out of the atmosphere. You know, click, 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 click. People in the back going, hey, what's going on up there? It don't matter, you're in the back. 
your belts are squished down in those seats anyway. You'll never find them. Hey, wait a second. Don't start the car. You're trying to pull them out. Give me a rope or something. And that's a wrap for Inside Jokes. Peter, Anthony, where can we find you? Well, Peter is funny, and peterisfunny.com is my website for okay. show dates and such. Casey? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, very active on Twitter. I'm Casey Corbin, uh, one word on Twitter, and comedian Casey Corbin on uh, Instagram. I'm, uh, I'm Matt underscore O'Brien on, uh, on everything. Twitter, Vine, Instagram, you got it. Um, I'll, be, I'll see you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm the internet's like a, number one Casey Corbin. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's Vines are hilarious, by the way. You should, you should okay, check them out. Okay, good plot. We'll you know who had good Vines? Tarzan. Tarzan. Hey, Thank Casey Corbin, you joke guys. writer. I'm Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Santa Cruz. Thank you, producer Vinny and Tom. Santa Cruz, Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640. <laughs>